0: to our new show this week. It's going to be quite the story and I hope that we can all benefit from one part or another from our special guest today, Denise Wester, an author and certified life coach from beautiful Washington State on the Pacific Northwest just like me. So welcome if you are new here. My name is Tina Ginn. Uh, I talk taboo, with Tina brought to you by your backup plan app. We focus on real raw conversations uh, with our listeners about the journey of our guests from a life changing event in their life. So what is your backup plan app? Exactly. Your backup plan app puts your life all in one place in case of any unpredictable circumstance. While taking the painful yes, very painful aftermath out of that tragedy because when a tragedy occurs in our life whether it's going to the doctor and finding out uh, we have cancer or we've had a heart attack or we end up in emergency from a car accident or we've just had a wildfire come through our neighborhood or a tornado we are not We realize how unprepared we actually are. And I don't know how many times in 2021 that I have heard from city officials, uh, state officials, government, provincial authorities, that we've never seen that type of tragedy before. So we weren't prepared for it. But they don't say we weren't prepared for it because that would look bad. So what they say is, we've never experienced this before. So does that mean that you don't have to be prepared for it? I, I'm i very confused with that comments from our governments that because they didn't see it coming means that we didn't see it coming and that we don't have to be better prepared. But we can take a look at ourselves and our family and be better prepared for whatever what might come up. We have to prepare for the unexpected because we have to realize that it won't happen to me is an illusion and that you are not actually Superman. We all live complicated lives and we need to be prepared whether it's the pandemic, whether it's a wildfire, whether it's a tornado or a hurricane, or a storm, you know, it it can be in various components. And the very famous quote from Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Isn't that the truth? So we're preparing to launch um, the emerging blueprint, which will bring a deeper a, it will dig deeper into knowing why. Why do I have to prepare? Why do I need this part? Why? What is with that part? And what if I don't do this part? And, you know, all because there's 12 components of the app. And you can use just the app and do all of it. Or you can dig deeper and watch a library of videos. There's worksheets. There's how to have a family conversation, you know, even with your spouse or partner, we get stuck with, well, he doesn't want to talk about it. Does that mean that we don't talk about it then? Because we don't want to be lying and waiting for surgery and saying, you know, listen, I don't want to have to be buried. I want to be cremated. This is what I want. These are my rules. This is what I want it to look like. That's not the time to do that. The time to do that is before anything happens. And so we help you realize that with having a worksheet, you just take a pen and you have the discussion and you follow along the worksheet. And it's so, so simple. So so welcome. My name is Tina Ginn. I am an emergency preparedness coach, a best-selling author of In the Blink of an Eye. Yes, because just like that, everything happens in the blink of an eye. I'm a financial expert and an app developer of Your Backup Plan app, and I'm located in the Pacific Northwest right here in Vancouver, BC. And I'd like to welcome all of you to our channel. I'm super happy to have you here today with us. Uh, Those of you that are repeat visitors, thank you. We love you so, so very much. I wouldn't be here without you. Um, Be sure to hit that subscribe button. I'm going to take out my hand and I always seem to figure out where this, it always goes the wrong way. There we go. Down here, there's a subscribe button somewhere to push and there's also a bell right beside the button as well. So click on that bell, click on that subscribe button so that you get notified about our next upcoming podcast. Um, I'd like to welcome our United States and our Canada listeners, of course. Uh, we are the biggest group that listen to our show. The sec- uh, third group that listen is Ireland and Germany. And uh, I'd like to welcome our German listeners as well as from Ireland. Uh, meine deutsche Freunde sind unserem Podcast willkommen. Wenn Sie kommen haben, können Sie Fragen stellen. Also danke für deine Freundschaft, danke für Sie meine deutsche Freunde. So thank you so very much. Let's get this party started because if you found us today and you're watching the show, you are here for a reason. It was all obviously meant to be. So our special guest today is Denise Wester, and she's an author and a certified life coach located here in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm going to bring her right on. Hi! Hi! Thank you. Welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome Thank aboard you our so show much. today. Thanks
1: so much for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation with you.
0: Absolutely, and yours is quite going to be a doozy.
1: <laughs>
0: is that a word, doozy? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> we'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring
0: it back. <laughs> um, I have some cool introduction for Denise here. So, um with this quote that i have for our show today wrong turns are as important as right turns more important sometimes richard bach and when denise found herself a young single mom in welfare not knowing where they would sleep the next night she got courageous and busted through to make a better life for her family and herself Denise has been through bankruptcy, divorce, multiple job layoffs, and recovered from many wrong turns, as well as a severe car accident, and which took several years of rehabilitation. And that alone is quite, quite a lot to overcome in um, driving that car and somehow driving off the road a few times along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she has, uh, she's an author, and her book is called Busting Through, and I'm so excited to have Denise here today to start telling us about her journey through through this, I'm not going to say a mess, but definitely a journey that you've mm-hmm. taken with this car that keeps on somehow, hopefully stays mm-hmm. on this highway <laughs> now, doesn't come off the road at all through this journey. So where did it all start for you, Denise?
1: Well, the reason I wrote this book is because, you know, the subtitle of it is called Methods to Get Courageous, to take action, get unstuck, and find your personal power. And I found through all the multiple pivots in my life, first being raised in a very restrictive religion and being always judged, never doing it right, never doing enough, and then later leaving that And discovering my own beliefs, my own strengths and what I wanted from life then to, as you mentioned, I was in a severe car accident, several layers, uh, several years of recovery and just being stuck in that pain body and then getting out of that. And then just coming into um, the tubal pregnancy that I nearly died from being in that and being a mother and mother. then just having multiple job pivots, I was laid off from a job four times. And I realized in my life and just being able to keep going forward and keeping a vision of what I wanted in my life and not getting stuck. And so that's why I put together these methods, because, you know, shit's gonna happen. But You know, it's how you put a routine in your life, how you structure your life so you can deal with it and go forward. And just like your app, it's about putting some structure in your life so you have something, you know, it doesn't say, okay, I get this, nothing's going to ever happen to me. No, you have the tools now to be able to deal with it, be strong because you have dealt with it and move forward towards what you want to be spending your time
0: doing with your life. That sounds awesome because what happens to us, is, is we get that mindset that nothing's going to happen. But there's so many things that can happen. Yeah. And something will happen. We just don't
1: know when. And right? so you know, that's if you don't, you know, it's like, but that's why it's so, you know, I I always say, you know, to be prepared with the skills in your life. I have what I call a skills called mapping out your day for success. It's M M A P I N G. And the tools I have in my book for mapping out your day for success is meditation, um, daily mindfulness, setting out starting your day with some clarity, and then move, you have exercise a affirmations, reprogramming those negative thoughts, those old stories. And then P is being present. Um, with yourself and with others. And then the G is being grateful, always being grateful, so that you can change, flip that negative attitude that, you know, things, you know, and just keep going forward. And that my book is a journaling workbook, um, because I totally believe in journaling to get clarity on what you want and what you don't want. And um, I think it's an amazing tool and I have a story in my book that I think is a, a a huge, you know, or life-changing way of thinking about it. If you get a flat tire in your car, you don't throw the whole car away. You fix that tire <laughs> and you move forward. So that's the way with your life, being prepared with the tools. And if something happens, you repair it, you fix it, you learn from it and you move forward.
0: Right. And where did it start for you? Did divorce start first, then for you, or uh, well, the religion, and then the divorce? We had a bankruptcy.
1: Uh, you know, lost everything. I became a welfare mother with us. the four kids. Moved twelve times in one year, not knowing where I was going to go. You discovering who your friends are and aren't um, that will support you through this. You know, and multiple wrong turns, multiple wrong turns. Because I was, I had no skills. You know, I had not been given any skills to to deal with a bad marriage. You know, I was just raised in a religion that, you know, you're a good Christian mom, wife, and you just stick with it, you know. Um, But I was chasing this bad marriage. And I finally one day is like, stop. This is so toxic. This is not good message for myself or, you know, as a woman and just empowering myself. And it's such a horrible lesson for my children about what a marriage is and, and uh, empowering yourself just to, to stop the madness and, and find what your passion is, what your dream is.
0: Did, um so did the, um the bankruptcy happen sort of the same time as the divorce and the multiple, oh, yes. like it was just all a, yeah, a it was line like a of st- events. Storm of, Yeah. Like I said, and I was
1: I was only in my twenties, you know, and I, like I said, I had no skills, and you just feeling so wounded. Uh, but you know, you can overcome that, you know. And like I made so many bad decisions because I was just not being, uh, I getting clarity, and that's where I started the journaling. I just getting clarity of sitting down with myself, and what is it that I wanted out of life, and what is it that I wanted for my children? Who was I? Who, what, what was my why in life? And that's what you can ask everything. Why? Everybody was like, oh, they put down their goals. I want a million dollars. Why? Why? You know, why? What is your why? And so journaling can be such clarity in finding your why. And sometimes it takes a, you know, we always usually, they, we don't know our why. So sometimes mm-hmm. a great exercise is to find your why nots. Write down all the stuff you don't want in your life. You know, and sometimes that comes really easily. I don't like (laughs) focusing on the negative, but sometimes we know definitely what we don't want. I do not want to have a crappy boss anymore. I want to, you know, I do not want to be working for anybody anymore. I do not want, you know, whatever. And those come really fast. And sometimes writing those down, you're like, wow, I know exactly what I don't want. So then you can shift that. It's like, okay, so how can I then change this to, Okay, I do discovered I want I want to be my own boss. What do I want to do? And just taking some little steps to start taking action towards, Okay, start educating yourself on things, you know, taking some action, getting out of the uh, getting out of being unstuck is just it's not about having this plan all figured out and lands in your lap. It's going to take some little steps along the way. Just it probably took you. You had this divine plan, but you wanted to do for your act, your app, but mm-hmm. it just didn't drop in your lap one day. It's like, oh, no. it's here, you know, so it's a little research, you know, talking to people, discovering how people get some feedback from people, getting some mentors, um, talking to people, maybe you've done what you want to do and start making those little action steps. And you taking those action steps is what really will empower you to keep going and getting the confidence too,
0: especially the positivity because it brings you into a different mm-hmm. it lightens you you feel like yes. you're not so heavy and bogged down and upset and frustrated and yeah so yeah, definitely and
1: you know it's not easy i'm not putting a bow on this saying oh this is all just one it's hard it is hard So don't fool yourself and thinking that, okay, I'm going to get it all figured out and it's going to be easy. It's it's hard that with that first step, stepping out of what you have known, that comfort zone and that that, that little, like I call it, that place that you just, that little, I'm going to stay here and nothing's ever going to change. Well, life's going to change around you. Things are going to happen. And you need to be taking action towards growing yourself. Always be in a state of growing and challenging yourself. Being curious. So, with having methods and routines in your life and setting goals, what's going to do is make a foundation. So, when the shit does happen, you have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You have a strategy, you have a plan, you have your routine, you know where you want to go. Um, and so, then you just learn from whatever has happened and keep going forward. It might make, make another pivot. Um, like I said, I've lo- I've lost several jobs. I had my first one was I wanted to, well, I was working for an escrow company. And they were grooming me to be, you know, get licensed to be it. And I was like, this is great. Um, and then a recession came on, and I got laid off. And I was devastated. I was devastated. I had this whole plan. I was going to be an escrow officer. You know, this is where I was going to be. I cried and cried and cried and cried. I was devastated yeah but you know what it changed it so that I I went into retail because everybody was a recession I knew I didn't want to do that you know but I got some sales skills and then later got into the sales business got into food service business and it's just pivoted me to other avenues other um areas and i I, like i've grown and you know i'm a project manager now for um a manufactured home company is my my day job and all these and i've been a you know sales manager regional managers in the food service business and um it's just made me grow and every single time you pivot you just learn more about yourself and i've met more amazing people more amazing experiences And so you can't take those things that come along as it's like, oh, my God, my life has ended. It's like, no, how am I going to grow from this? You know, always be thinking beyond, you know, and always be always be growing, you know, and always like, okay, so this is behind me now. I'm going to get a better job. I know what I don't want. I know what I didn't like from that job. I know what I did like from this job. And I'm going to move forward. And it's hard when you're in it. When it happens to you. Oh, yeah. You got to mourn. You got to yeah. have that. You know, they, like I said, I yeah. cried my eyes out. You know, that was the only one the job that I ever got laid off. I said I've been laid off from a job four times that I ever cried. I learned from that because after yeah. that, I got some amazing jobs after that. And when I was laid off from a food service company that I worked for for 18 years, um, I didn't cry. I was like, you know, it's time for me to go. You know, they didn't appreciate me what I did how hard I killed myself for the company. And so, you know what? It's time to move on. I got better things ahead of me. I knew it. I just knew it. And I did. And I have. Um, So, you know, that first tears that I shed for the other job, you know, it's like, wow, you know, you've got so much more that can be open to you. So, you know, it's okay, though, to mourn a little bit and have that poo-poo party, as I say for a little bit, but don't let it don't let it bog you down and stop you from moving forward, though.
0: And how did the car accident affect you and your kid's life? Were you still a single mom at the time?
1: No, I was um, married, had uh, my fifth kid. And um, I I was in that great sales job for that food service company. And I was on a plan, you know, I was so driven with my stat when I worked for that food service company that I talked about earlier. I was so driven, I worked, 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 and I was just so passionate about it. And I got hit behind at a very high rate of speed. And I was stopped. And my car ended up like a pancake. And I was in so much pain. And it was so hard that was like, it stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, when I was sitting in that car and they were holding me because my body was quivering. Um, I was thinking, you know, my first thought was I was grateful for being alive because I thought that in that moment of impact, I thought I was dead. The first thing that when that impact when I was going through it and I felt like my head was getting ripped off my body, I thought I was dead. And my first thought when the dust had settled is like, wow, I'm still alive because I thought I was dead. Um, and then I thought, you know, like my body is quivering and I couldn't feel my hands and I couldn't feel my legs. I was scared because here I was, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, financially responsible for the, my kids. And uh, I, I had such a vision and it was scary sitting in there waiting for the medics to arrive. That was hard. That was really, really hard because I was thinking, am I going to be, you know, permanently have problems, everything was going through my head, I was cussing a storm, I was crying. But so I went through several years of rehabilitation, it took everything I got. So many bad doctors, so many bad medications, so many, you know, pain clinics, TENS units, um, shots, uh, you know, physical therapy, chiropractors, acupuncturists, neurologists, surgeons, uh, just so many doctors. I couldn't keep track of it, you know, and x-rays and MRIs. And, um, and I got found, you know, my strategy I talk about a little bit in the book about getting stuck in the pain body. And I did not want to get stuck in the pain body. I did not want this to be Denise car accident victim, you know, what I was hurting today be the story of my life. And somebody met me. It's like, I didn't want to be, oh, I'm, this is what's hurting today. I did not want to talk about it. So that's why I got a separate journal at the time and wrote everything out that was going on in my body because I wanted to just get rid of it I the power of getting clarity and getting rid of the the you know because I needed yeah. to talk about it I didn't want to be that person that just went on about all of her aches and pains to anybody that was an audience <laughs> but uh uh so that was huge I knew I was never going to read it and I did when I you know with being stuck in a COVID I came across my tubs of all my medical records and I did a great burning party it was amazing fun to get rid of all of that and. Um, so that was such clarity on that how far I have come. Um, but it was really a great experience. One doctor I went to, he was like, well, you can keep It was like two years in and he was like, you know, the doctors of like, nobody could do anything for me. And he's finally he's like, well, you have two courses of action. Just keep managing the pain with all the way you've been doing with all the medication or get stronger. And I was like, stronger, stronger. I can do that. I immediately got in my car, went to the gym, hired a personal trainer. And I was so blessed um, that she was amazing. I wish I had her name now. I, you know, I, that I, cause I would just, I would really like to call her out because she was amazing. She would go out to my car. She went out to my car. Readjusted my headrest, my seat. Cause it was all wrong. She was like, when we we're at the gym, she goes, you never want to do that machine. I'll just hurt you more. You never want to do this. This is what we're going to be focusing on. And, you know, walking on that treadmill for 20 minutes was the most painful thing. My body was just on fire, but finally it stopped being on fire and I'm able to do some light weights. I'm able to just grow. And, you know, until now, I'm, you know, I ride my bike 20 miles a day. I'm a certified um, cycling instructor, certified yoga instructor. And I, you know, I still have the pain, but I really um, have come to being, um, you know, proud of my body and the pain that I used to have and how I was able to move through it. And you can and it's just taking action on that and finding what's going to work for you. But being stuck in that pain body was super hard, super, super hard. And, and it's so easy, so easy, I could have thrown the towel in so many times and just went on the drugs, and been a vegetable on all the pain pills, because it was like a deck deck of cards of pain pills that they were handing me all the time. And I didn't want to be that vegetable. You
0: know? Yeah. And it, and it's pretty much normal when that happens, something like that happens, too, mm-hmm. for majority yeah. of people. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a hard, it was a very, very hard
1: journey. And so anybody who's going through anything that I, I know they can relate, because I talk to people who have been into car accidents or other things in their lives, and... And you, you, you know, I, for so long, I knew something else was a matter with me for quite a long time. And they were not finding out, well, you know, we don't know what's going on. Why are you still in pain? Well, you've been in physical therapy and we can't figure out. And then finally, like I said, it's like, I took a, another MRI and they found, you know, that I had this bulge in my neck and, and my spinal cord and that sort of thing. And so, okay, this is what you're you know, so it was like getting answers in listening to your body, I knew there was something that was not diagnosed. And I just kept pushing finding a new doctor finding a new doctor finding a new doctor and kept pushing to get the answers and get the diagnosis because I knew something was wrong. And they just kind of like, you know, they kind of looked at me started looking at me like she's imagining it all, you know, Yeah, and that, and that really pisses you off because you're not being you're not being listened to. So listen to yourself, yeah. you know, your body and keep seeking those answers because they are out there.
0: And it's really hard because I don't know if they talk to each other from doctor to doctor when you keep going to a different one, oh. or if you can make a clean slate and try, you know, <laughs> the second and the third or, well, or nowadays, what happens.
1: Yeah. yeah. They all talk to each other. You'll have your records and yeah. they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you don't know what the other one said to the other one, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we tried everything. She's just nuts.
1: <laughs> but you get that feeling. You got. I really got that feeling. But it was very empowering to take charge of my recovery with getting stronger. Um, that was so empowering, and it was great. It was hard because, like I said, it took a long, long time to finally start seeing results. But I finally, I saw some results, and it was a beautiful thing. I remember that day. I was like, I was like, in the shower after doing my my workout with my trainer, and I was at in the shower later after that, and I just started going, "Wow, I feel better. I can actually say that, you know, I'm not having this screaming pain going up and down my legs and my spine. And this is like, and I just started crying, because it was like such a relief to not have that massive pain just screaming at me. Um, in a couple, after a couple of years, you know, and so I started to see results. And, and that was,
0: that was amazing. Well, life changing for you, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the hardest thing to deal with, with all of these different things? Um, well, you know, it's like as different pl- places in my life.
1: And, you know, um as I've uh, touched on briefly, so many things, being a single mom with no tools, the the car accident was really very pivotal in the pain and that sort of thing was a hard, 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 hard journey. Um, but then, you know, it's like we touched on too. It's like when I had a tubal pregnancy, I had the four kids, my husband and I, my current husband, he we were just dating at the time, just uh, moved in together. And I found out I was pregnant and, um, and then eight weeks into it, I woke up in the middle of the night in massive pain, had his mom come and stay with the kids and we go to the hospital and they couldn't figure out what was the matter with me, tests and tests and tests. And I'm just, just wreathing in pain. And then they come and they find out, oh, you have a tubal pregnancy and it's bursted. We have to get you into surgery. And I'm going, wait, stop, stop. I, I you know I can't go to surgery. The kids, you know, aren't ready. They have school tomorrow. You know, I, you know, I, they're just with the kids mom. She does, you know, I haven't told her anything what the kids need to be doing at school. Like, you know, all these, my lists were going off in my head where they go, how
0: they come home, you know, you where know. their lunches, you know, you all, of the, I,
1: all of that I, stuff I, as I was, a mom. I, yeah. My first thought was like, no, the kids, you know, they are, I haven't got them all, you know, I just left them in the middle of the night. You know, I didn't even see them. And the nurse leans over, I'm laying in the bed, she leans over, she puts her face right in front of me, gives me eye contact. She goes, you're dying, you are bleeding to death, we need to get you into surgery now. And I'm going, Oh, I did this. I said, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I was like, Oh, and then I'm like, then double is like the kids, you know, here, you know, I'm like, I'm not prepared. I had no will. And I worked for an attorney at the time. So shame on me. But I had no will. And I was still legally married to my ex-husband. So here's this house that I just bought. Here, everything that I've strived to get, get in my life would have gone back to him and the kids. So I was just like...
0: Which is devastating all in itself. <laughs> all this
1: has come down to this as I'm getting wheeled in and, and, and it's just like, and here my, my current husband bar at the time, boyfriend, Kevin, who is, was helping me. We were in the house. His rights were totally cause he's helped me raise these kids. He's, you know, he's been helping with the house. He's been doing all the yard and he would just lose everything too, you know, that cause he has no rights. Cause um I'm still legally married. And all that stuff was just crashing down on me. And it's like, but then I'm dying too. It's like, it's like, so going into that, waking up from it was amazing. And then you're drug induced and then everything just unfolding and how unprepared I was for that event. Crucial moment. Crucial moment as a single mom. And, you know, so that was one of the first things I did when I went back to work as if after, you know, my recovery and stuff like that is like, I went to my attorney and go I need a will. <laughs> you know, I need to protect my rights of my husband or my boyfriend. I need to protect my rights for my children, what I want them to go, what I want my house to go and who's and who's, you know, and everything like that. So that was empowering to take charge of that.
0: And, yes. and, um, It makes you feel really strong, doesn't it too? Right. To know that you've looked after Mm -hmm. things.
1: Yeah. And I was like, and I feel like I dodged a bullet because it's like, I just knew if, like, if I would have passed, it's like, oh my God, you know, the kids would think like, thanks, mom, you know, I'm getting shoved back to where we don't want to be into a horrible life, you know, and they had no consideration for that, the reality, you know, you just li- I was just living in a bubble and nothing's going to happen to me, but it was all up to me. And I, I that was really a uh, very, you know, you know, it's like, I guess like my life, you know, I've had a lot of pivots, but I've never looked at them as um I have looked at them as lessons, struggle, these struggles are just lessons. And yeah. if you don't learn from it, shame on you, you got to learn from it. So I learned, like I said, right after we're at I got my ducks in a row, I got my uh, will right away. And it's like every single one of these things, you know, that happened to me in my life, I've learned from and made the changes. And that's what's important. If you haven't learned from it, if you aren't then, if you wanna put your head in the sand and say, this isn't gonna happen again, that is what's scary. So what's scary is if you just, you know, if you've been through a divorce, if you've had a horrible childhood or if you, you know, we all have our stories. You need to get beyond those stories. And first, like I say in my book, get some clarity with them, get some clarity with them. And then, and then what did you learn? And how can you learn from that? So it doesn't happen
0: again, you know, and that's, what's important, you know, I can't imagine what you were thinking when you get rolled into the surgery room. I honestly, I can't imagine how you even went to sleep. I know and it's, you know, it's drunk, count backwards. Yeah, <laughs> but still at the same time, and not it's, knowing if I was like, going to wake up so and, fearful yeah. and scary and just about yourself and about your kids and about your life and just it all it's like an accident it just flashes in front of you. Right?
1: Yeah. You know, and you have I had no control over that. And just like I had no control over my car accident. Um, and, but it's like what you do with it is what's important, what defines you and empowers you. This is like, okay, you know, I took control of my health and moved forward. And I took control of, you know, where I wanted my kids to do and my finances. And that's, what's important by taking action. And a lot of people fear action. Fear, though, is really interesting is why we have fear is as a protective mechanism, we naturally have fear, so you don't drive off the cliff. But unfortunately, that fear sometimes will stop us from taking action just with um, the unknown. And that is where you need to just do, drill down. And I like, say do some journaling as to why you're afraid to take action for something that you know, is going to be healthy for you. And a lot of people fears change. And that comes back to some stories from your childhood that, or some self-sabotage. A lot of people won't change because they want to self-sabotage because they don't feel like they deserve what they really want in life. So you need to do some journaling on that or get some therapy if it's really deep-rooted. I highly recommend to um, really dig deep into that because you deserve to have a beautiful, fulfilling life you deserve your vision, you deserve your dreams, you are amazing. And you can listen to that little voice inside that really wants to have something better.
0: That's right. Because well, fear is a crazy thing. Hmm. I mean, like you said, it's there for a reason. But at the same time, it really blocks you.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, it can. Um, it can. Yeah. If you, you, you don't know, recognize fear it. are
0: in 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 a marriage, when you're in a marriage, and and then you get divorced. And um, fear stops you from living, living your best life. I guess you could say, right? Um,
1: For a lot of people, it does. Yeah. Yeah,
0: fears from stopping you to move forward. It fear just stops you in the tracks. I find with myself when there's fear involved, you have your intuition, your sense of in your meditations, your sense of knowing just disappears out the window um that's what i find and then you can't think a lot you can't not think logically but you can't think with your heart you can't think of what does denise want what does tina want what does what do i really want because the fear just puts a big huge door in front of it (laughs) and uh yeah i I think fear is is a lot of the root of the problems and of course after an accident Mm -hmm. that's what stops you from you know growing like you said and getting better and because it's always the fear of the unknown or Mm -hmm. fear of losing that job or fear of losing your husband or fear of losing your kids or you know what whatever that looks like and yeah always gets in the way yeah, you know, and it's
1: like, I've met so many people with, you know, a lot of the layoffs everybody's been going through these last couple of years, it's like, just devastated. And it's like, Oh, my gosh, you know, I'm so I don't want to go through another job, you know, I'm tired of changing jobs. And, you know, so, you know, so that's why I talked about earlier about getting over that fear, of like, and that fact that you feel like you failed when you didn't, you know, this is just time for you to move on. This is a lesson and, you know, and learn from it. And um, taking that small step action towards something, maybe you really didn't even really weren't fulfilled with that job. You know, there was something about it. You didn't like, go find something you might like better or get paid better or get recognized better. So, you know, so many things, sometimes it might take another crappy job but then it's, you learn again and you get a, you know, I had, I mean, that happened to me. It's like, I worked for a startup, was so amazingly experienced, learned so much, but then I learned a lot. It's like, this is, I will never work for a startup ever again. Um, it's cause it was, you know, so disorganized in, um, their, uh, vision of what they wanted to do with their business. So that was a great lesson, though, I didn't look at it as a failure, I looked at that as a lesson, you know, about how if you wanted to start your business to really have a good business plan and a structure of who you are. So, um, you know, and that just didn't take that away in your life, you know, who are you? What do you want? What is your goals? Um, what is your vision for your life and start Living that I talk about, you know, people talk right now, the beginning of the year resolutions and that sort of thing. And and I talk about the fact that having a clear vision is really important. Yeah. What's that end result you want with your life and then put yourself in it, drop yourself into that vision and do some journaling about what's around you. Um, why do you want to be there? Why do you want to, you know, what kind of feelings, get your senses involved, you know, so touch base first, use your why, why do you want that, and then start looking at your senses, what's around you, start writing your, what you're seeing, start writing what you're hearing, what, what, you, what you're doing, and what you're able to accomplish this, And and just really get all your senses around that vision, and then, you know, when you're thinking about it, it's like, okay, what am I doing right now, to get myself towards that maybe you painted this beautiful picture of you traveling the world you've given everything up and traveled your the world like so many people are being nomads nowadays maybe that's something that just strikes a amazing thing inside you that you really passionate yeah. about want to do so okay so then you've painted this picture so now what kind of steps can you take to be that person in that picture that you really wanted to do and and it's get some clarity on that um, and that's really powerful. I see so many people talk about I want to be doing this, this and this, and they're not taking any action in their present life. They're just staying, you know, their their norm and being stuck. And because they haven't made a clear picture of where they want to be. So it's a beautiful exercise. And it's a beautiful way of um, writing it and putting a date on it, because then you can see later on when you look back that it has come true and it's very very powerful it's called scripting and i do it i have a whole book full of scripts and they've all come in true and as but you just got to get clarity by writing it out and creating, the, creating a clear vision and really putting yourself in that and then taking action towards that vision by sometimes it just takes like um saying yes you know you see somebody yeah. you know who is doing the nomad life and reaching out to them and learning from them, having them be a mentor, what they've learned and what they haven't learned and what they want to do. And it's like, Oh, that's really cool. Or, you know, they did something this way. They traveled Europe first and didn't do the U S first. And they're like, Oh, this is, you know, what I want to do. So it's like, you know, it doesn't mean that because you made this script as written as stone, it means that, okay, I have did my investigation. Now, maybe it's me, this vision, there's no wrong answer. You know, right. that's, this is life. This, your life is, your purpose here is to be curious and to expand yourself and grow. And, you know, I've done, you know, I've, like I said, I have teach yoga, I teach cycling and I love swimming. And when I go to the gym and swim, I'm being curious about, hey, there's water aerobics over there. This is my mm-hmm. workout goal. So I'm going to go try water aerobics. I got curious. I love it. So just be curious with life, and it and it's it's a beautiful thing, and that's why you're here. You know that yeah. is your purpose is to be fulfill your vision and your dreams and your curiosity, and your passion. Follow your passions.
0: And how did your kids find with all of this, with everything that happened? How did you oh, find?
1: That's the oh. thing, you know. It's like. Um, They were, were, you know, I was pretty young when I had them all. And so they've been with me in my entire adult life and they've seen it all. And they, their story is in my story and they are all amazing people. They're amazingly strong people. They all have great jobs. They've married great spouses. They all have amazing people in their life and they're fantastic parents. I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. And, um, so that has been a very rewarding part of my life in that they are just amazing individuals and I raise them to be individuals and have their own mind and, and come up with what they want to do for their life. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so they are amazing people that I'm very proud of and they're on their journey. Uh, and I have to, like I I told you earlier, my one son right now is making a life changing. He's he changed his job, and he's, solding, he's selling his house and moving out of Washington to Tennessee. He is exploring his vision, what he wants to be doing, and changing it up and and um, taking that action step forward. And so, I'm very proud of him for busting through, uh, and and you know, venturing out to something new, taking that step. It could be it's Absolutely. very it's very scary for him, but um, you know, if it doesn't work out we'll all go there and pack them up and move them back you know there will be no problem with that so
0: <laughs> that's right you just have to look at well if it doesn't work it doesn't work and yeah what's the option then <laughs> yeah but yeah. i i don't think when we're younger we have as much fear like fear doesn't seem to it seems as you get older there's just more and more fear you know do well, you think I don't know.
1: Uh, I was a pretty fearful little girl because of the religion. It was gloom and doom and death. If you don't do something right, you're going to die. You know, you're not going to make it to, you know, through Armageddon. You're not, going, you know, so I was myself a very timid, scared of my own shadow, fearful of everything. I cried all the time. I was a miserable child. Um, so I think it just depends upon your life experiences, but when you're babies now, that's different. You know, we do put our fears on the kids, um, as they grow older. And so that's something to be aware of. But I think as I watch my grandchildren and, you know, and, and they're, you know, learning to walk and they're learning to talk and they're seeing new things. It's just such a joy. And so keeping that, um, that joy and not putting our shit on them is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I've seen, and I've done it myself, you know, in your twenties, early thirties and, Oh, well, I'll just move. And doesn't matter if I have a job or not, I'll find one. You, you know, you just don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, you don't have yeah. that fear. whereas you get older and say, like, right. well, I'll have to have a job before I go. I have to have that set up. Like, everything has to be, you just don't go with the flow. So it's, it's weird. Well, I know, you know, that one year
1: when I was, um, you know, a welfare mother with just the four kids and we moved 12 times, they were so resilient with that, with changing schools. A couple of them were in school um, and just keep changing and changing. And, and they don't remember too much about it. except for my older daughter, she's like, yeah, I remember having lots of different teachers and not being able to keep my friends And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, that's why I stopped the madness. I did. Finally, I was like, done, done moving. I'm done making bad decisions. We're stopped. We're staying here and we're <laughs> working we're working through all this. I'm not moving ever again and um i i have to deal with the stuff that comes along instead of running
0: from it so um i know you didn't we didn't really briefly talk about this beforehand but with your backup plan app um do you think you if you had have had something like that before your your um tubal Mm -hmm. pregnancy issue do you think in that moment, that you would have felt better knowing oh. that you had have looked after things and yeah. had a better plan.
1: I love the idea when I learned about your app. I absolutely love it because, like, I'm a planner, I'm an organizer, I so say I'm a project manager. And I am all about having everything organized and laid out. So when, like you said, when my tubal pregnancy was happened, happened and I was being wheeled away and I had nothing in place, nothing in place, you know, like I said, I didn't even have a will The, you know, the kids and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what an amazing tool you, you have here with this app to have everything in one place and that sort of thing. It's so important and what a relief to just know, hey, go look over here, and that's where everything's at. And especially like I think about too, it's like when I was talking earlier about all the doctors and the medical records that I have and all the prescriptions, I had so many prescriptions that they were trying out on me that I had horrible reactions to. And, of course, you can't remember any of these names because they're all these long you know, scientific names and stuff like that but and so you know now i still don't remember what those prescriptions names are but i would love to have been able to document everything because like i said i had tubs and tubs and tubs if i really wanted to find out i could have gone through the tub and probably found the doctor found the prescription but ugh, you know yeah. that that was just painful so having everything in one place with all the prescriptions all the doctors i saw you know, and their diagnosis at the time that would have been so way of, of organizing, because I used to carry around this philofax of the, the folder, you know, at the time, yeah. that had everything in it. So I go into these doctors with these, this um, accordion folder thing, you know, carrying it around, and they would talk about, well, maybe we should try this. I go, uh, wait a minute, I think, oh, yes, we did try that. And it's like, okay, what's next? You know, what can we try next? I think I've done that. You know, here's my folder, Boop, you know, and so I would be carrying around this big folder of stuff and trying to keep it organized. What a pain that was. So, the idea of your app, I find like, wow, that would have changed, rocked my world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so many people are in that, you know? Yeah. With either it's an accident or a neurological disease of some sort or um, immunity or, um, you know, I just know so many people that go through rashes and, nerve problems and Mm -hmm. MS and just so many things that you don't know what you're taking anymore because you Mm -hmm. can't keep track of them after five or six it just gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. and remembering your surgeries and what worked and what didn't work and yeah it's crazy when when you're in that world and when you're young and you're 20 you just don't think that anything like that, you know, nothing's gonna happen to me. I'm 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. it does, it doesn't matter. Things happen. It doesn't matter what color you are or what age you are or yeah, life happens.
1: Life happens yeah. and just about being prepared for it and having your, you know, things together. Um like with anything you know I talk about, it's like in just like you said with your app prepared and mm-hmm. then having the tools which is a it's, it's a tool to help you in your life too okay this is gonna happen or you know it's like it's not about being doom and gloom it's about being prepared it's about having the tools in your life having the structure in your life having that routine to um, maintain that your app maintain your life and you get you through things because like i said your yeah. tire's gonna pop on your car it's guaranteed one you know one tire's gonna pop. it's fixing that tire and going forward is what's going to be helpful and, and, sure. and, and empowering too. what an empowering thing. It's like something to happen like that in your life and the doctors like instead of going, Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I know I had a huge reaction from this prescription and they take that gamble of they giving it to you again, instead of just going to your app. And it's like, okay, this is what it was called. Oh, well, great. I'm glad we didn't give that to you. You know, and that's yeah. thing." yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're going to different various different places as well you know? Yeah, yeah. I know my husband had a horrible accident and he was in the ER and he um, was having a bad reaction to this drug. And so I told um, the the doctors and the nurse put in his file that he's allergic to this. They go sure enough. Okay, okay. So I was in there as an app, you know, just staying with him in the ER in the emergency room and um, the urgent care in the um, ICU unit, he was in ICU. And the nurse comes in, it's time for his medication. I go, What are you giving him? Uh, This, this, and this. I go, wait a minute. Stop. This is what he's allergic to. We put a note in the file. She goes, oh, oh, she was about ready to give it to him again. So, oh, my God. And you know what's horrible? I don't remember what that is now. And I was like, well, it's got to be on his record somewhere, hopefully. But now I know I can make note of that kind of stuff in your app. So I know when somebody wants to try and give that stuff to him, he's going to flip. you know, right horrible reaction to it. Um, so you can't rely on those doctors, after all to know what when, when you put something down the religion, okay, that's going to carry through now. It's like, no, you have to be your own advocate. And you have to be the advocate for your family and your health and take charge of that yourself. Well,
0: just like if your son's moving to Tennessee, and there's mm-hmm. tornadoes, you have to have some sort of plan because you know, it could happen.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about this too, my with my daughter in law and how she was going to get organized for that and you know, and have their, you know, Heidi hole um, prepared and you know, all their information and records and things like that. So that's so smart, because when it's something that happens, you know, it's going to be shitty. But you know, yeah. if you're prepared, it's going to be a little smidge less shitty, because you that's have right, all, you have all your information.
0: Well, then you can concentrate on the actual moment of recovery or Mm -hmm. picking up the pieces of your house or whatever that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Show us your book. I I want all the listeners that can see this, actually. It's called Busting Through, Methods to Get
1: Courageous, to Get Unstuck, and Find Your Personal Power. It's on Amazon. And like I said, it's a journal. It's an easy read. Very easy read because I didn't want it to make it like eh, deep. I wanted it about you taking action on your vision, your dreams, finding and getting rid of those stories that are holding you back. A lot of the first parts about talking about thoughts and beliefs and things that are holding you back from taking action, and then the rest is getting clarity and um, finding your vision and getting your personal power back. And I'm here. For And my reason why I became a life coach is because I wanted to support my audience. I wanted to support my readers. And we have a private Facebook group. So if you buy my book on Amazon, send me a picture on email to pr at denisewester.com. I think I have that in the description below. Great. Thank you. And so pr at denisewester.com. And I'll have you join a private Facebook group. It's closed off. Nobody can see it. And we're I'm continuing with the journaling prompts, continuing to support you. And then we're here as, like I said, as a life coach to help you through your wins, help you, um, you know, help you with your goals if you need that. Or because continued with support and collaborative group of like-minded people. So I am so excited, and I hope you guys
0: bust through and get courageous. That sounds awesome because. It doesn't have to be an event that's just like occurred this year, it could be past Mm -hmm. traumas, Mm -hmm. past things that keep on coming up in your life that, you know, that that would be really, really, really helpful. Yeah.
1: Well, they say that, you know, science has figured out that everything that's happened to us between zero and seven is what has really carried us through with our fears and our things that are holding us back. So really doing a deep dive into peeling away that onion and finding out what is going on there with ourselves and those old stories is profoundly helpful for getting yourself back on track and unstuck and going forward in your life.
0: Yeah, because when you start realizing that you can get unstuck, mm-hmm. that's empowering. Power. Very, yeah. Builds that confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you've been through enough to tell anybody. I think <laughs> you've covered pretty much everything. Yeah. 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 And, and,
1: and it, and it, it's about listening to that voice. You know, it's like, I've been through a lot in my life, but I've learned struggles or lessons. And I put those lessons in my book and that's why I wanted to share them because I just wanted to really help anybody out there that feels alone, feels powerless. You can do it. You got this. Just listen to yourself and listen to that voice inside that has a, a different vision that you want for your life and then what's currently happening to you.
0: That sounds awesome. Do you have any final
1: messages for the listeners? Oh, just like I said, I am here for you and I, you are powerful. You, can be, you are courageous and you can bust through and I hope that you will buy my book and I hope you'll get the app because I think it's amazing. I am going right on there and
0: getting it myself <laughs> and I appreciate this time. Oh, that's lovely. You've had so many good tips for people and what I really like about it, Denise, is that you've been through it. You know, it's not like you've learned it from a book, Mm -mm. basically. So it's really nice to hear how it's helped you through all of these different events. And I'm sure someone is going to have something happen to them. Mm -hmm. You know, disability or an illness or COVID or issue or whatever it might be, traumas. It sounds so so very helpful. So thank you for coming on today. Really, really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You guys got this. You can bust yes. through. Yes, we can all bust through this this uh life that we that we just don't know what's gonna be around the corner, do we? Mm-hmm. Um so please take a moment and subscribe to our channel and click on the bell. Click on the <laughs> I always have such a hard time mm-hmm. trying to figure out where the bell and the subscribe button is down there, and ring my bell, ring my bell. It's that old '70s mm-hmm. song coming through. So, mm-hmm. um, and if so, stay tuned to the podcasts and live streams. I have great conversations with the most interesting and accomplished people in the world, just like mm-hmm. Denise here. We've inspired. I hope we've inspired you and motivated you to start thinking about you, your unique plan, and no one is Superman. So expect mm-hmm. the unexpected. Thank you again to mm-hmm. all of our listeners. Um, when you are thinking of about someone special right now, listening to the show, I say this in every one of my podcasts, and you haven't talked to them in a while. Please pick up the phone. We still have phones. Mm-hmm. Text them. Zoom them. FaceTime them. Whatever it is, tell them how much you love them and care about them today. Because you don't know mm-hmm. what tomorrow will bring. Mm-hmm. So thank you again. Uh, we are now our successful second mm-hmm. season of our show. Um, you've had our back all along. And I want to thank you all for doing that. We were all on all podcast platforms, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. We also have a Facebook group that allows you to, you know, um, talk to other people in the community in the Facebook group about issues. It might be relatives, it might be friends, it might be yourself. Um, and that's a great platform to start conversations with others. And thank you for sharing your time with us. And I always end with Carol Burnett. I know you know who Carol Burnett is, Denise. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we had this time together mm-hmm. just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. Mm-hmm. So long, everybody. It was Awesome. Awesome, Denise. Thank you so so Thank very you. much for coming on. Thank you. And be kind. Be safe everybody during this pandemic that we're in our I don't know. Is it the third third round now? I don't I've lost count. I don't know, but stay safe everybody. We love and care about you and until next time. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye.